Thank you for joining me in the social sanctuary. As a digital marketing professional, I spend so much of my time online and the internet provides plenty of fantastic opportunities for us all, but it can also be draining. With so much noise, finding peace and time to reflect is more essential than ever before. Through inspirational conversations with key individuals, The Social Century invites you to take a closer look at important topics across the digital space, covering everything from cyberbullying to online influencers to how to get young people into work and the importance of mental health. Most importantly, The Social Century provides a break from the hustle and bustle of online life, giving us all a space to discuss the matters which really matter in the hectic modern world. On today's episode, I'm joined by Anaya Rover. She's a certified Pilates instructor and the founder of Men Do Pilates. Anaya fell in love with Pilates after picking up a sports injury 20 years ago and has been sharing her knowledge and passion for Pilates ever since. She used her own injury and passion for sport to teach elite athletes and she's worked with the Sussex men's cricket team and professional sportsmen such as England cricketers Joffrey Archer, James Taylor, Luke Wright, Laurie Evans and ex-professional footballer Glenn Murray to name just a few. Thanks for being on the show Anaya. Could you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and why you started Men Do Pilates? Sure, thank you. Thank you for having me. As you mentioned uh, earlier, I you know I come from a sporty background, so I played sport, um, cricket in particular, and I started off playing in a boys' team, and that's how I started cricket. So, being in that male environment at that age, it kind of it, it builds a different character for a girl that girls aren't usually exposed to, I suppose. So I didn't go down the dance route. I didn't go into the caring about my clothes I just played cricket and I played that with boys for many years Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it toughens you a little bit as well and so I think I had a natural affinity to sport when I sustained a back injury and then ended up being a Pilates teacher so you know I focus very much on rehab and and helping people to get back to playing the thing that they love to do that keeps them keeps them the, the mentally and physically fit. And so it was actually over, yeah, well, actually over many years of teaching Pilates, um, men would come specifically to me, I think, because of my background in sport and mm-hmm. rehab and back pain. So I would work individually with men. There would be the odd token man in my in my classes, but the what I was teaching really wasn't... Not that men weren't exactly capable or of doing the classes by any means, but the language is different. And a yeah. female's body is different to a male's body, in particularly, uh, I say, a Western male male's body. It's um, a lot stiffer, but also there are daily lives and what we do in our lives makes our bodies react in certain ways. So for men in particular, I think it was like language, mm-hmm. being in a class full of women, like, you don't want to be talking a load about pelvic floor because that's not relevant to to a man. Sometimes sitting on a floor where women's bodies are a little bit more flexible is quite hard for men. Um, and also men generally, this is from 
anecdotal as well as evidence I've seen for myself is that they you need more of a stronger powerful workout and there's probably less inclination through the mindfulness aspect of it but with men do pilates I think what it is is that I'm creating a space for men I'm creating a space where men can feel comfortable that there are other men they can see other men struggling as much as they can the language is different it's more suited to men the exercises are designed around the male physique and that all came about through lockdown because I saw a space in the market I suppose I could say that men weren't being given um, access to Pilates in the way that it should be given to them and I wanted to change that rhetoric I wanted to break away some stigma attached to Pilates being only for women and being online makes it a lot easier to actually reach more people Um, and so yeah that's how it all kind of came about Amazing. You um, mentioned as well trying to break away from the stigma. Do you feel that there's a lot of stereotypes around Pilates and how it's portrayed, particularly in the media too? Definitely. I think it's like, you know, the the Pilates I see is always like, oh yeah, men need these powerful movements. Yes, they do, but they also need that mindfulness aspect. But Mm -hmm. because it's portrayed in that way men are less likely I suppose well because let me kind of flip my words a little bit so I kind of bring mindfulness into my classes but I don't sell it as mindfulness and I think there is this stigma that Pilates is just for women it's women it's just about pelvic floor it's just about core and it's way more than that um it's a full body workout basically and men are can uh benefit from it but i mean if you think about an atypical bloke i would say use the word bloke um and i know we're moving away from that atypicalness everyone's a little bit more blended now but if you take so you know a conversation in a pub you're not going to suddenly go oh yeah you know some people might share their oh i'm doing a bit of pilates but it's not something that's i suppose inverted commas masculine no. Or perception of being masculine and yoga has transcended a little bit more into being for everyone and I think Pilates needs to work harder on on being that but with more athletes doing it it's been it's been so helpful and now we've got Harry Styles doing it which is great and I think the more we get uh, men men seeing other men do it the less stigma will be attached to it you know the more it will be talking in the pub kind of thing and I know particularly Mm -hmm. my husband for instance you know he a conversation that he had with his friends how many recently was like they're all having mindfulness apps now they're all having like headspace or other apps that they use but that conversation would never have happened let's say 15 years ago there's a movement happening and I I want you know and and maybe I'm a little bit ahead of that game in Pilates Mm -hmm. world but I, I hope that will change Yeah, one thing that struck me was you said that men were less driven to access Pilates and similar exercises unless they sustained an injury. And that, I think, comes from some of that stigma and the stereotypes that you see. Why do you think it is that people only access Pilates if they get so desperate and they need to? 
I think it's a psyche between men and women and, um, you know, please argue this case against me, but it's just all of it is is anecdotal. It's, it's things that mm -hmm. I hear. I speak to people, a wide range of people on my everyday work. Um, I think in a terms of a for a male psyche, it would be more like you wait until you're broken and then you need to fix it. Mm -hmm. Whereas women preempt a longevity more. So you will preempt. It's like, well, why wouldn't you do that to help you in the long term? But I don't think men do that. I don't think they go, right, I'm going to think about that long term now. And I was like, I must do my exercise now in order that my, my spine stays healthier. But if there's not a reason to act on it, then I don't think men will act on it. And there's a different in age as well. You know, you, you're a bit more bulletproof in your 20s than you're in your 40s. Mm -hmm. So having more people, younger people showing up and doing Pilates is really helping. And it's helping, I suppose, men access more mindfulness exercise, maybe help getting that mental health addressed much more than perhaps talking about things more you know there is much more out there and it's, and that's why the digital world is great for that because it's demonstrating to a wide population that this is normal you know you don't have to be alone in terms of more the mental health side of things as well mm -hmm. yeah i i agree with what you've said i think there is an element of people particularly men leaving things until the last minute until they really need that support to take any action especially with things like yoga and pilates you associate them or at least you used to not so much now but you associate them with those sort of all-female gyms and all-female groups as well yeah and it's intimidating for a man to walk into that setting yeah, I think until someone's experienced it, they'll they'll feel like they don't fit in and it's not for them, like you mentioned. Yeah, and I think that's why I wanted a space for for men. And, um, and you know, my members would say that, yeah, they said, you know, I, I think back to one of my members, Ian, who was like, oh, it's really nice seeing all the blokes struggling. It's mm -hmm. great, you know. It's that it's that reassuring camaraderie. It's like it, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's just show up, do the work, and it'll be beneficial to your body. And you have to experience that. And and the more men that talk about that in the pub, with their mates, in their sports clubs, wherever you know they congregate, that's that's helpful, hugely helpful. Yeah, I agree absolutely, and I think as well. A lot of the work you're doing is promoting positive mental health. And what do you think the mental benefits are of, of Pilates? I think it's, um, it's mindful movement and mm -hmm. there's many ways of meditating. So you can have active meditation, you can have, and that's what, what I see Pilates being. So it's very much you are concentrating on your body, you're concentrating on the movement, you're very present in your body, you're present in the space that you're in. And yeah. so you're following my words. And it's it's that rhythmical, mindful movement that is hugely beneficial to your mental health, but also hugely beneficial to 
the hormones that you release through exercise. So you're getting a double whammy, you're getting a headspace, and then you're also getting the happy hormones that are released through exercise. And it's a huge, every, you know, the work that we do is nervous system response in, in, in your muscle tone and your fascial tone. It's, it's all nervous system. And the more stressed you are, the stiffer your body becomes. The more relaxed you are, the more breath work you do, the more relaxed that muscle tone becomes or that fascial tone becomes. So not getting too hardcore with the anatomy, but mm-hmm. breath work, as we all know, you know, it's the thing that keeps you calm. It's the thing that can also hyperventilate you and get you active. But we need both. So we need the fight or flight, but we also need the rest digest. And that's what's good about exercise is that, and particularly Pilates, is, is that we can move between the two because your your nervous system needs to modulate between the two. Mm-hmm. It's um, something you've gone on to do since starting the business is working with elite a- athletes and you've gained national press coverage as well from GQ to the Daily Mirror, to name a few. Um, what do you find most rewarding about your work and do you, did you ever see yourself experiencing so much success when starting out on this journey? Um, success is a funny one, isn't it? It is. Um, I, I'm so grateful for having that coverage. When I kind of think about it, you know, it is it is massive to be in national papers and to work with elite athletes and that in its uh, you know it's the national press was was it feels successful actually being able to help somebody overcome an injury help them get back to doing what they like doing just daily functions is is the most rewarding and just having that interaction and face to face is what drives me the most i love learning about anatomy and the body and keeping up to date with anatomy and movement and having the sports element to it is something I'm passionate about because I come from a sporty background. So, and I know what it's like when you play a sport, you absolutely love, and then you have to stop it. You know, that in itself can make you quite depressed um, and makes you reflect, makes you look back and go, oh gosh, I could have, I could have gone to England level with that, but I didn't because of this back problem or, you know, and so that's a lot to overcome. And I think that's how I try to help others it's like you know just because you're injured doesn't mean that's it i'd imagine there's a lot of frustration there as well when working with clients that have experienced an injury like that i'd imagine it's quite a journey to get them going and to get them enjoying the recovery process as well yeah it's uh you know they're they're on the timelines as well um you know mm-hmm. they're, they're they're working that's a job as well so everybody wants them back on that pitch but yeah, it's frustrating. It can be really frustrating for them. Um, but I think having the space that I provide for them is is a world away from where they are in their like in you know, in their normal practice. I yeah, I always think about if I can provide a space away from that, you actually you're helping them recover better um, mm-hmm. outside their workspace. Do you think there's an element of sports clubs and organisations needing to do more to promote Pilates and similar exercises to their players and teams? Huge amount. And it's not just at the elite level, I think at the grassroots level. You know, I never, I played cricket um, for Sussex County and I was kind of going up higher into Mm -hmm. junior England and 
that's when I prolapsed two discs in my back. And, you know, I think if we had at a grassroots level care and attention given from sports clubs or access to something like Pilates, then I think definitely it's it's for benefit and benefit children and teens and as they become up and going up into more the elite level hugely mm-hmm. um your body goes through a lot of change um when you're growing you know for a, a man i think you don't stop growing until you're in your 20s in your early 20s and there's a huge growth spurt between 16 and that age between that time uh, your body's still developing it's catching up with itself you know every time you grow it's, you you have slightly instability there in the joint so if you are supporting through pilates with strength and flexibility and mobility work then gosh you know you you're going to help your players so if you support them at that grassroots level coming into more of your selection process going into more your county level then yeah i think you'll have less injuries in the long term and therefore player progress as well as longevity. Harvey Morton Digital offers a spectacular range of digital marketing services, including social media management, website design and influencer marketing. Modern companies need smart solutions to their digital problems. And as the 2018 Ipsy National Young Freelancer of the Year, Harvey knows great digital with an excellent trust pilot score. Get in touch with Harvey today at his website, harveymorton.digital, to take your online presence to the next level. I suppose it's all raising that awareness, and like you said, doing it from a young age as well is is crucial. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, the work I've done with... Um, I, I get young athletes coming. It's like the work that you've done with X and X... I, you know, I wanted to then try Pilates. I'm like, that is great. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I wished I had that when I was going through my back issues. Um, and that would have supported me a lot better in, into, yeah. And maybe I would have carried on playing. Who knows? Yeah. Definitely. And I suppose a lot of it comes back to there being that positivity online around what you're doing and the classes as well. What's your relationship like with social media and being online? And is there anything that helps you to reduce your screen time to get away from everything? I really struggle with social media. Uh, you know, I I'm an '80s baby. I didn't get my uh, I didn't get my mobile phone until I was early twenties. You know, nineteen. I went mm-hmm. travelling without a mobile phone. It just I just had my first um, email when I was in, you know, 19 to go traveling. So I, I find it difficult actually being online. I decided to get somebody to help me with my social media because I found it actually, I need to be present with my, I've got two young kids. I need to be present with them. I don't want to be preparing, doing the, the normal domestic stuff and then having to be there on my phone you know tapping away mm-hmm. it's 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 i rather yeah i'd rather work a bit harder to pay somebody to take that stress away yeah. um you know add another class or whatever it is so yeah so i struggle with it i'm getting better with it and i think having some help means that i don't have to think about it on a daily basis because mm-hmm. it it's it's like a job in itself 
It is, yeah, and it, it can be such a distraction and it's not ideal when you've got a family as well and you're wanting that downtime in the evenings and weekends. Definitely, and I... It's a necessary... I see it as a necessary evil, that's an awful thing, but it could be really rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm noticing that my DMs are increasing as more people start to come and it's lovely it's like it's so nice getting emails and dms from people saying oh that exercise really helped me um i wouldn't have done pilates without without men do pilates or i wouldn't have um thanks for your help with, with that exercise so that's really rewarding i think that that communication is great mm-hmm. the posting side of things that's the thing that, that drives me absolutely yeah. mad but the communication is it's wonderful you said it was it any tips of how to how you step away what helps you to reduce your screen time yeah i think having somebody else um take it for me take take the hit <laughs> as such <laughs> is helpful i find that I need to be better and more organised. That's something I'm not, and I I need to be more organised. So I know friends who run successful businesses who do go, I'm going to put aside this amount of time and I will only film all my content then and schedule my content. I'm just not that person. You know, I'm all going, gosh, that takes time to even do that. Yeah, exactly. It all takes time. It all takes time. So I think having some perspective knowing it's not the be all and end all social media is good to have i mean i recently had my tiktok account permanently deleted over one video that it was crazy it was um, i called it how to hump but it was a it was a foam roller one it had about 200 um views on it 200,000 sorry views on it so it was getting like a lot of traction and then they pulled it off and then I, I was like, oh, this is going somewhere, by the way. And they pulled it off and I, I, I basically um, wrote to them and said, please, can you put that back up? There's nothing to do. They basically thought it was to do with like minor safety, like child safety. And I was like, this has nothing to do with children. That's not showing anything. Anyway, nobody got back to me. I re-uploaded that video, but didn't post it. And that created them uh, some trigger on their bots and basically they cancelled men do pilates and i was doing pretty well i had like four thousand almost four thousand subscribers on their um followers it's so frustrating and it all comes down to the slightest bit of language as well and i just i was like there's half naked people on there and some naked gyrating and then you know what i went there was part of me that was so frustrated with social media and so angry because i'd built up this following and then i just thought you know what that's just creating stress for me. I'm not going to even bother with TikTok. So I just left mm-hmm. it. I was like, I don't need to go there. I don't need to follow what everyone else is doing, actually. I don't need to build a TikTok. I'm just going to stay true to myself, stay, you know, stay on Instagram, stay on Facebook, and just leave it be. And, and that, yeah, that's helped. And I think that's another thing. I, I don't know if you've decided against going against, you know, go against the grain of it. Yeah, I think you have to do that now, especially when there's so many different platforms that you can be present on. Um, You can't really do them all because it would just take up all your time and then you wouldn't actually be able to do any of your services or classes. (laughs) No. 
I don't know, what's your take on social media? I suppose, I mean, I, I work in social media with clients, so I'm online all the time, and I see all sorts of frustrations on the client side with social media accounts. I think there's a lot of pressure now for everyone to be keeping up with all the trends and on all these platforms, um, but it can be so overwhelming. And I always think it's better to focus on a couple of platforms and do them really well than spread yourself too thin across everything. That's quite, yeah, I'm glad you said that because, yeah... It's it's not enjoyable, is it? <laughs> That's it. And I think with the video that you uploaded, when there's no human reviewing that and it's just all robotic, it just takes away from all your hard work as well. Yeah. What could you do? I just have to get those. If any of my TikTok followers are listening, come over to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned earlier a movement and things changing and there being um, more interest in Pilates for men. Um, For anyone that's thinking of trying Pilates for the first time, is it something that can be done at home? And what would you say to them? What would you recommend? Definitely it's doable at home. I have men who have no experience of any kind of map-based movement who have started mm-hmm. with me and I have um, I have programs so people can follow a program which takes them from a complete beginner right the way into a Pilates pro if they wish so I think online um, following online instruction is absolutely fine and and my videos are are clearly um, explained as well so and with progression so that you you know what to do at what time and feel what you should feel at certain times or interpret things at certain times well you can access um, free classes as well on um, my youtube channel on Mendy Pilates um, and also off the website and even you get two weeks free on my subscription service as well so all of mm-hmm. that is things that um people can try and i think don't be afraid to give something a go i think sometimes pilates has given pilates itself or teachers a bad press and like oh god you have to be perfect you have to be in a certain alignment you have to get it right and you don't you just have to move and practice and keep repeating and it will you'll get there it's a process it's not about perfecting um and the more you move, the better it feels. And, you know, at, at day one, yeah, it's going to feel rigid. It's going to feel weird. You're like going coordination plus engaging your core. It, it can, I always say, give yourself a bit of time. Be patient with yourself. Yeah, I suppose not feeling that pressure is so important because if people do feel pressured, they'll never make that first step and get started in the first place. No, and, and that's, it. it's... It should be easy, you know. You should be able to fit it in, fit it in your day, your in your day very easily. You know, that's why I've got bite-sized, short videos, so it can fit into people's lives. I mean, if you think about someone who is time-strapped, probably you know, who have maybe have children as well, busy in their work, actually to then go and fit in these 
your your exercise is quite hard so short bite-sized 20 minute chunks is absolutely fine you shouldn't really need i mean who's got three hours a week to do pilates i don't (laughs) you know i do bite-sized chunks to keep my body kind of functioning as best as it can yeah Yeah, i definitely do not do a full hour's worth of pilates a week i can't i haven't got that time and i think it's really important for people to hear that as well because especially since lockdown there's definitely been a movement people engaging with online at home exercise even now that gyms are open as normal i do think a lot of people have migrated to shorter bite-sized exercise at home but there's still i think a stigma around feeling like you've got to commit an hour or more to exercise and that's when people don't do any at all because they feel like they can't fit it into their routine or the short amount that they're doing is not enough. Totally. Um, I I think people's focus has changed as well with social media and the way we uh, read information now is on a screen, you know, the way we process information, the way the videos are made on social media. It's it's every everything's quick information. We want to, information quick we want the fix quick um so for some even maybe like a half an hour class or a 25 minutes class is too much they're probably more like a 10 minute class is Mm -hmm. best um i think people just need to be a bit more patient really which is hard hard when you want things fast and quick and you want the solutions quickly because that's how social media is it's like quick information so therefore that transcends into the rest of your life Exactly. And I I think any exercise is positive. It doesn't have to be even half an hour. It can just be a short burst. But the fact that you're making that consistent effort is the most important thing. Exactly. And, you know, it's little and often approach, isn't it? It's the balance is important. Where do you see yourself in five years time? Do you feel like things will have moved on and there'll be... Um, no stigma around Pilates or do you think it might take a bit more time to get there? Oh, um, good question. I I hope. <laughs> I hope there the stigma's less, definitely. I would love Men Do Pilates to be like the number one platform that men go to for for Pilates. And their health matters. You know, I have a vision that it becomes men do health really um and then it can encompass much more than pilates yeah and that will take time and we've all got to start somewhere and i hope in five years time that the platform builds and it grows and i see more men talking about pilates i see more men talking about the benefits of it as well and that interaction keeps on increasing and um, hopefully, in turn, that means that we we do see more men physically in face to face classes as well, as well as online. And you know how many I don't know if you've ever gone to a physio or a doctor. And how often have they said go and do Pilates? Yeah, more or less every time it comes up. <laughs> you've got a back problem. Go and do Pilates. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, it's because a lot of physios retrain or or train add on to their training pilates um it's a tried and tested method yeah that works time and time again well hopefully this has 
inspired at least one person to try Pilates because hearing your story it's be, it has been really inspiring and all of the work that you're doing is amazing as well. Finally, if you could give your 13 year old self one piece of advice, what would it be? This is a tough one because I was in a, I was always led, my, my heart's always led me and sometimes I wished I had a my head in there somewhere because you know I I've always led my passions I've always chosen what I'm really passionate about to lead me into the direction that I am now I wanted to be a physio um and I've kind of kind of but then I also wanted to go off and save the world and work in charities and mm -hmm. I did international development in my uh, university so I'm kind of like you know I've, I've been heart-led I think my, my 13 year old self maybe be a bit more head led at times maybe i'll be mm -hmm. a bit richer <laughs> <laughs> i do think doing what you love though is so important because that counts for everything oh definitely like do you know like there are times when i'm like even when you're passionate about something you don't want to you know get out of bed kind of thing you're like oh i just want to have a cup of tea and sit here for another couple of hours but soon as i interact with people that's it i'm yeah it it jostles me on or somebody say oh that I felt so much better and I have a laugh with my husband about this I get emails t with people telling me how much I've helped them and he gets like these RC emails from you know in his work sometimes yeah and he's, he's dealing with a lot higher stress levels you know than I am and my stress level is a lot lower so yeah I'll probably tell my 13 year old self keep keep going forward leading by heart rather than head probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's so rewarding for you to see as well how many people you've helped and that that's just the motivator to keep going yeah yeah definitely definitely thanks so much for being on the show and um, I'll leave your social media links in the show notes as well thank you Thank you so much for joining me in the social sanctuary today. I hope you leave feeling inspired and uplifted by that great conversation. You can find out more about today's guest in the show notes. And also you can support the show by buying me a coffee using the link in the description. If there's a guest you would like me to invite on to the next episode, Drop me an email, info at harveymorton.com or if you have any feedback, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. I'll see you for the next one. Thanks for listening.